Welcome to the Find Your Awesome Podcast. My name is Kelsey Abbott. I'm your host. I'm an intuitive human design reader, a certified professional coach, and an instigator of joy. And I'm so glad you're here. Thank you so much for listening. This week, we have another mind-blowingly brilliant conversation with Amy White, who channels the greater consciousness. And there's something I have to tell you before we get into this conversation. A couple of days before Amy and I recorded this, just a month after I lost Makai, Amy lost her soul dog, Quinn. You will hear at the start of this episode, we started right off with, what the fuck? So this episode is brought to you, well, you'll hear my voice and you'll hear Amy's voice, but Quinn is here in a non-physical form. Makai is here in a non-physical form. And of course, the greater consciousness is speaking through Amy. I hope this conversation brings you insight and wisdom and love and peace. You are a miracle. The world is filled with magic. This human journey is so tricky and we are all fumbling over our puppy paws to go wherever we're supposed to go, to be led wherever we're supposed to be led. I love you so much. Go forth and be awesome. Hi. <laughs> We're here again, same, 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 but different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to make this episode explicit because I'm going to start out by saying, what the fuck? Yeah, I love that. I love that. That's been my mantra the last <laughs> few days. What the fuck, universe? Yeah. yeah. So what happens when you say that to the greater consciousness right now? When I say that to the greater consciousness right now, they say, baby, we got you. Mm. Baby, we got you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really powerful when we can tune into the universal energies, all of us, right? Not, I'm not just even talking about the greater consciousness. When we can be in a place of knowing that there are energies and vibrations and wisdom around us that really has our back, you know, no matter what we're experiencing. Um, to me, that has been such a big remembering, realization this past, you know, couple of weeks, this past few days. And, um, and there's something that just makes me feel so much more grounded in knowing that. Like in a way that I felt, I felt it before, but I feel it at a very different level now, like yeah. a, no, like a knowing now that I didn't have before. And I, it's I powerful. Feel that for me, it's that full body, full soul knowing yeah. my head does not need to get involved simply like it's that relax into the knowing, like relaxing into a really squishy chair. 
Yeah, completely. And I will say that my head, my thinking mind has really kind of been like, I'm going to just sit down, shut up and color here Mm. and let you have this experience. I don't need to add any of the storytelling to this. I can, I can be, I can be quiet and be part of the part of it, um, which is magic. It's because it feels like wholeness, you know, in a way that, you know, I've been, I've, I've definitely been sensing, you know, but now it's like visceral in my physical body. That's powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because we do need to learn everything through our bodies. You and me, we both signed up for that. Yeah. Yeah. And it really is, as we've talked about before in these, in these podcast sessions that our body is the antenna. It's the antenna to the wisdom of universal consciousness that resides within us, right? It's not something that's outside of us. It's part of, it's part of who we are. It's part of who we are, like we, capital we, are. Uh, it's like, I feel like in, in a way, and, and I, this is really the energy that's coming, you know, for July, especially um, feels like for July is this time of remembering, of reintegrating what we, what we already know, but at a deeper and deeper and deeper level. Um, the, the, skrid, the skids have been greased, as they say, or the skrids, depending on if I can use my words. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So remembering as opposed to dis, dismemberment, which yeah. I remember. I remember when I learned that word in high school, water polo, when I had to sign the the like release for our USA water polo that I wouldn't hold them accountable or liable for death or dismemberment. And I had to find out what dismemberment was. Yeah. Yeah. It's why water polo players wear the, the ear cups. Mm-hmm. So you don't lose an ear. You don't dismember. Yeah. Well, I think that is, I think that's a really powerful segue into the energy conversation for this month, because one of the things that the remembering is about is remembering, or maybe even remembering for the first time, the, the collective experience that we've had here on this planet in this last, you know, 16, 18 months, and how, whether we acknowledge it or even believe it or not, that there has been this both collective and individual trauma that we've experienced. And it's very interesting because when I think about the, the pandemic, I think about my experience and how it was actually not a bad experience. And I mean this really in honoring everyone's experience when I say it, but so much in my life flourished and grew boomingly that when I sit and I think about, did I experience trauma? 
you know, my thinking mind wants to say, well, how could that be traumatic? Look at all of the amazing things that happened. And yet that knowing part of me, that, that, that connection to that inner wisdom says, we all, we all experience trauma at some level. And by not calling it what it is, we're, we are dismembering. We are disassociating from our experience. And at best, we're whitewashing the experience. Yeah, it was a trauma. Yeah, it was traumatic, but look at all the gifts. Look at all the things. I mean, I was doing it myself, right? You know, well, like, okay, we can call it trauma, but look at all of the beautiful things. And I loved you and I had this conversation before we got on the podcast today about that word, but, and mm -hmm. that that when we say, but we're, we're really sort of taking away from the experience. We're whitewashing it. That's the word the greater consciousness has been using in this, in this arena for the last couple of weeks. It's like, don't whitewash it. I think the invitation then is how do we come into contact with it, with our experience, calling it by name and not whitewashing it, but also and this is such a human pattern, the greater consciousness says, is that we don't need to, to regurgitate all of the things that happened to justify the term trauma. So, Can we just say it was trauma? It was traumatic, period. Trauma, period, one sentence, one word. And then how do we love ourselves in that space? That freeing ourselves from that very human desire to justify everything, to explain everything. Yeah. Mm, yes. Yeah. I, it's, it's, there's a big shift here. And so what the greater consciousness is saying about this is that July in lots of ways is going to be sort of a, well, you know, last month we talked about riding on the bike on the ocean you know, and now this month they're saying the ocean is really calm. And yet under the surface, you know, there's still this movement. And so that the calmness of this ocean energy, this space right now for us is to have a little respite to come into contact with some things that we can call by name so that we're we're, we're more grounded for whatever comes next. The good, the bad, the ugly, as we judge it in our human experience. It's, it's, it's really this deep invitation to say, can you, can you come into contact with your experience and call it by name for the purpose of bringing yourself into wholeness? You know, it's really powerful. You know, that bit about wholeness and the last year and a half being trauma, the gifts that came from the trauma, a lot of it was waking up. A lot of it was calling us into alignment and you can't have wholeness until you have alignment, until you're awake and aligned. That it's very true. It's very true. And, and yet it's not, a, you know, it's not a this or that, right? Because we ebb and flow out of alignment, all of us. I do all as well. All the time. I call it you falling know? off the balance beam. 
Yeah, yeah. We just follow yeah. up and we get back on. We follow Billy. up again, like yeah. a million times a day. And I think what's really, for me, the permission here is that the, the intention isn't to stay on the balance beam. The intention is to get back on mm-hmm. and get back on and get back on and come back to center, come back to center. I was just having this conversation in one of my community events this past week where the greater consciousness was showing me sort of like two barrels in the water and, and my, me straddling those barrels. And so, yes, you have to, you have to be conscious, right. To stay upright, but, but you're moving, you know, the barrels aren't stagnant. The barrels aren't, aren't immobile. The, 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 the whole idea of balance is not about this perfect alignment. It's in that intentionality to continue to come back, come back, come back and maintain as much as we can. And then to get back on, just like your balance being example, when we inevitably come off balance enough that we fall one way or the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really... I, I think that that there's something even in, in having this conversation and the way that the greater consciousness is making me feel as we're having this conversation that the words that I'm able to find to translate what they're communicating aren't even rich enough. They're not even deep enough. Like there aren't words right now to actually describe this invitation, but the feeling is so profound. It's also so loved and supported, right? It's so, it's like so encapsulated in love that there, that there's that, that is part of this coming into wholeness that we were just talking about is the acknowledging of that as well. It feels to me like there's a bit of welcome home. Yeah. Like welcome home to your humanness and your soulness and your wholeness. Yeah. Welcome home to this balancing act. Yeah. Welcome home. And I think that welcoming home comes with this permission that there's, it's not about perfection, that somewhere along the line, we know, well-intended, well-meaning, you know, people, places, and things in our lives have shown us this one way of being, which is such an, there's such an absolute to it that doesn't give us a lot of space to, to really explore the movement that's here and the fluidity that's here. And, and that's the way forward. You know, we, and I think we've talked about this before, because I actually was downloaded uh, end of 2019 with this really beautiful water grounding meditation And it was the way that it was given to me was, this is a new way of learning how to ground that we're going to need me personally, but also collectively to to ride the tides of, of the coming years. And I didn't fully understand it at that time until of course the pandemic came about. And then it was like, oh, this makes so much sense because just grounding into the earth is too structured, it's too rigid for us to be able to give ourselves space and grace 
to be moving with the, with the waves, moving with the tides, riding, you know, the bike on the ocean. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's too, too rigid for what we're being invited to come into contact with that wholeness that we are, we aren't rigid at all. You know, we are very fluid. I mean, we're made up of water, mostly water. And I'm getting tapped on the shoulder right now to just shout out to my 18 year old self who I got a tattoo that's waves in a circle to represent constant change. And more and more over the last couple months, I have just been like, yes, thank you, younger self. You are so wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes it takes, you know, the, the, the thing about space and time, right. Is that sometimes it takes us a while, a while as humans for the wisdom to catch up with our knowing, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I really love when those things come together, but also going back to the space and grace to know that like it comes in when we need it to be present for us, when we're ready to shift when the pivots are happening. And I think that we are all in the space of shifting. And, and, and the reason, I mean, lots of reasons we're talking about trauma today, but the big reason why the greater consciousness is bringing through this invitation to come into contact with and call by name, this experience that we've each had is because it clears the path for what's coming next. And so we're not dragging this with us, like, you know, like a, like a corpse through the streets is what they show me, you know, of, of, of like trying to move forward in coming into deeper and deeper alignment with our, our thousand pound snake, (laughs) the big dreams, the big longings that are coming to fruition. They're, they're wanting us to have the opportunity if we choose to take it. To, to step into these next things that are evolving in our lives without carrying that baggage with us. And, and, and stopping the momentum early, you know, because a year from now, as we're adding life experience on top of un, unrecognized trauma, unaddressed trauma, then it becomes harder to stop the momentum of that traumatic residue in our lives. What does that mean? Stopping the traumatic residue. So it's, it's, it's like, if we're going to walk into this next chapter, building our house on the basis of the trauma, everything gets built on top of it, then excavating into the residual, like the things that start to come up for us that we don't even know our traumatic response. It's harder to stop that momentum because now we've layered on top of it. Mm -hmm. So it's like the perfect time to clear, clear that out so that we're processing it through it with it. And then as we're building, we're building with it in mind instead of burying it under the layers to come up somewhere down the road. I used to have a, a, a healer teacher I worked with who said, you can do it now or you can do it later, but you're going to do it. And I think about that so often, you know, isn't it, isn't it 
isn't there more ease and grace to, to look at some of this now before we start to build on top of it? And eventually we'll have to, or it will be very painful not to look at it down the road. Yeah. It feels very profound to me and magical that we're actually being given some big space to do this in ways that are nurturing and loving mm. for us, you know, and not in the old way of like going in and talking through it all, you know, unpacking. They're saying there's none of that that's needed. That the very, the very uh, point of just calling it what it is, is the shifting point. Not in the understanding what it is or what led up to it or how we did good or did bad or handled it well or didn't handle it well. It has nothing to do with that, they're saying. It's just like calling it by name so that it can be dissipated. This is what came through for me like two weeks ago. Yeah. Name the trauma, name the trauma, just call it trauma. Call it trauma. It literally, those are the words that, that the greater consciousness has been using for the last couple of weeks as well. And, and it's, it's such a, it's simple yet profound realization that like, wait, I don't have to do all the work, all the work, all the healing, all the fixing, all the, you know, pushing. Yeah. No, like toiling. Mm -mm. No. And by the way, in PS, you know, trauma, when we're trying to regurgitate the experiences, we're just actually re-traumatizing ourselves. We're not actually dissipating it. It doesn't need to be relived. You know, trauma in the body, it doesn't know time. So, so every time we experience the traumatic feelings, we're in trauma again, if we're not aware of it. I had a client yesterday who said, and she went through a very traumatic experience of a near death um, with her three-year-old just recently this month. And she said, so my husband and I sat down and we decided to watch all these traumatic movies so that I could bring the trauma up and process it. And, the, and I said, how is it working for you? <laughs> you know, and the greater consciousness was like, you know, breathe through this. Um, and she said, it's not, I'm, I'm feeling worse. And I said, because all, all you're doing and not a judgment, right? But you're actually re-traumatizing yourself. The, the, the invitation isn't to relive, relive, relive for the purpose of feeling it. You felt it. You've been there. Your body knows it. But the calling it by name and the loving of yourself, you know, it's like, it's like okay, this was trauma. And now it's like hand on the heart. What do I need to support myself in a loving and nurturing way now that I've called this by name? Not denying. This is the other thing the greater consciousness is saying. This isn't about bypassing it. This isn't about saying, well, if I don't feel all the feelings and relive all the stories and somehow I'm denying the experience. The greater consciousness is saying this isn't denial because you can still and there. They, they, they expect as part of this that you feel the feelings. You know, I can be 
grieving and call it trauma at the same time, but the two aren't connected. You know, it's one, it's this and, you know, so calling it by name to dissipate, it doesn't mean that I'm denying that the grief, the grieving that I feel from experiences that I've had. And I think that's really powerful. And the greater consciousness is saying like, they understand if they were in our human shoes, if they were standing in our human experience, this is tough stuff. They're not, they're not at all calling this easy, but, but they are saying that right now the energy is in beautiful alignment for the ease of processing, the grace of, of being able to come face to face with it and sit in it to allow it to dissipate. It's interesting because right now, we're in this space of stillness in our human design charts. Every single one of us has the gate of stillness. And I don't think we will by the time, like next week when this episode airs, but right now we do. And that stillness, I picture the still water you're talking about, and we can just see it and name it and see it and name it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's powerful. It's po- And I love that. Uh, uh, connection here, you know, to the energy that I'm feeling through the work that I do and the energy that you are reading through the work that you do are, are complementary. Mm-hmm. you know, that's powerful because I think there's so much of, of this awakening that's happening for us that it's coming through many, many different teachers and modalities. And yet the information is similar. It's, and it's being said by so many different voices. You know, that to me is very powerful. For me too, that's the, there are many doors into the same place. Yeah. Just take whichever door feels easy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Mm, 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 mm. I think that's, that's a big permission here too, right? That, that whole thing we've been talking about. It's like, ooh, fluid, fluidity. What yeah. feels good to me? You know, I really love this, but I don't really resonate with that. But I can love this and get what I need here. You know, it's that, it's this, it's a really big invitation. Like the greater consciousness was saying and how I've been, you know, trying to actually, even as we're talking, like what are the better words to describe this? And they're like, you just don't have, the language yet, you know? So then we just, we lean into the feeling of it, which is of course, even more powerful. And even more fluid. And even so more you have fluidity, fluid. feelings, emotions are fluid. Mm-hmm. And back to the feeling, the trauma, we will feel the feelings. We will, we will feel the grief. I found in looking for a meditation for grief, everyone I found kept saying it was all about like, it's okay to feel sad. And I was like, that is not what I need right now. I feel sad. I feel all the feelings I need to anchor into my body. I need to, Mm -hmm. I need a meditation to support me in this overwhelmingness of feelings so that I can process the feelings and ride them, not drown in them. 
Yeah, that's powerful. That's, that's powerful. And I think what's really also important is that each one of us has a different way of, of tuning into those feelings, you know, and so being aware of how, you know, we just talked about re-traumatizing, right? A meditation that's, that's encouraging you, that's focusing on the sadness, that's not allowing you space to be supported may not be what you need in the moment, but for Mm -hmm. some, it may be because that's their touch into it. And I love the, you know, this whole, this whole worldview that I have and that I'm being shown by the greater consciousness is this, and we've talked about it before on your podcast, the ability for each one of us individually to find what works for us and, and come into contact with that. And that's where the magic is. You know, and so it's so beautiful that we can each have different experiences to end, to end up in this with the same understanding. I feel like I just heard the universe cackle because it's like, uh uh-uh, right now you guys are pretty much having the same experiences. Yeah. But different. But they're different. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, but it's, it's also where we come from. You know, I remember years ago hearing somebody speak and they were saying, you know, two people can be sitting on the porch watching the same thunder and lightning storm and have such very different experiences. Mm -hmm. You know, one sees the wonder and the magic and the power of, of nature, of love, of the universe. And the other may be in fear and scarcity and, and, you know, panic and anxiety. And yet they're there in front of the same experience. And I don't feel like we give ourselves as humans the credit for that understanding that, oh, my, my experience can be different and it doesn't make me wrong or bad or unworthy or not enough, you know? It's like, what is my truth? My capital T truth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the greater consciousness is saying, and capital T trauma. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so the greater consciousness wants us coming back to that trauma. Yeah, yeah. Huh? They want to stick with it. <laughs> oh, so what do we say to all the people who are like, um, I don't want to touch that. I don't want to touch like, yeah, I've got years of trauma. I don't, I don't want to, yeah, that doesn't sound fun. I'd rather ride a bike in the ocean. Yeah. And, and what, and what the greater consciousness is saying is then, then that's what you do. Ride the bike on the ocean. You know, the, the, the thing that is really important for each one of us, and this feels like such a deep truth as it's coming through is, is, is really just repeating what they said before. You know, we're going to each one of us be asked to look at this, at these things in our life experience, not because they're broken and need to be fixed, but because it's crunking up our system. And so the way that we're being invited to move forward in the world, in our worlds around us, in our, in our, in our personal experiences is, is, can be more fluid, can be more ease and grace and the longer 
we take to process it, not a bad thing. It's just going to be a different experience. So they're saying like the invitation again is if you feel called to simply say, wow, this was trauma, period. That's all the invitation is. That's all it is. And what they're saying is the magic that happens from that point for each one of us will be different, but it will be magical. And the awareness and the clarity and the things that we start to see align in our lives, just by saying that very simple, simple in, in air quotes, <laughs> sentence is big. Because we're not being asked to look in the mirror and see all of the ways that we've been impacted by traumatic experiences in our lives. That's not part of this right now. And if we're inspired to explore aspects of that trauma down the road, then we, that's when we do it. But it's not a rip the bandaid off, you know, and jump in and, and just sit in the vat of trauma is not the invitation. And they're saying that we can do that. We can choose to do that, but we, it's not necessary. I think that's really powerful. Yeah, it feels like this is an invitation that says this can be easy. It can be filled with ease. Yes, absolutely. And it also feels it like an invitation for a cleanse, like the way you're describing like this trauma, this trauma that's, you know, been in our bodies for however long we've been alive, possibly. If, if it comes up, we name it and it, poof. Yeah. It releases and then the magic can flow through us. Yes. Yeah. And it's not a one and done, you know, it's layers, it's layers, it's layers, you know, it's, it's, it's really that coming into contact with ourselves and what we need, you know, and, and, and back to your question, like not everyone who's listening to this will resonate with it. Not everyone who's listening to this may feel the timing is right. It might create resistance. It might create fear, you know, and all of that is okay. You know, I think that's the most beautiful part of this invitation is take what you feel resonant with. But here's the thing, the awareness from listening to this conversation has opened something up for each one of us. Even you and I, as we're having this conversation, is more awareness is opened. Mm -hmm. Once the awareness is there, you really can't unsee it. And so it might percolate for a while. It might need to, you know, simmer on the stove for a while. And then at some point, many of us will dip the toe in the water of, you know, what's the worst that can happen if I call this by name without the need to process it, without the need to judge it? without the need to find all the ways I was responsible for it. Yes. What what's the worst that can happen if I just claim it? For One of the it things is. that's coming through for me is I said to you earlier before we recorded, I was like, Oh, once again, I feel like I'm a month ahead. This feels like what the last month has been for me. 
<laughs> and knowing that that doesn't necessarily mean Phew, I'm done, but it, it invites me to like, it, it feels safe to keep mm-hmm. going. It feels yeah. safe as more trauma keeps coming up. It feels safe. I feel safe in the knowing of all I have to do is see it and name it. Yeah. I don't have to dig in there and work it out and struggle all over it. I can just see it really, truly see it and name it. Yeah. Yeah. Completely. Completely. I don't, I mean, it's like, it's almost like mic drop, (laughs) you know, in a way, um, because we can say it in all different ways, shapes and forms, but it, it's, it's really in the claiming it, like just acknowledging without the need to do anything else. Uh, they're, 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 they just keep going back to the powerful gate that opens with that simple, quote unquote, acknowledgement. And here's a big thing that they want to say because there's a lot of, I can hear it. I can hear the collective audience now. And they're saying, but if you call it, doesn't it bring more? Mm. And it doesn't. What brings more is when we push against it. Resistance, resistance brings more. Yeah, what we resist persists. Mm -hmm. What we focus our attention on, more comes. And so it's not about... And, and, and what they're saying, what we put our attention on, it's in that ruminating place. It's in that pushing against place. It's not in the claiming it place. That's the gate. But there's a lot of belief system out there about that. You know, it's like, if, I'm, if I acknowledge my anger, I'm going to bring more angry people into my life. And, and the greater consciousness is saying it actually is just the opposite, you know. And if you're recognizing that you're bringing angry people in your life, chances are you're pushing against anger or you have unrecognized, unacknowledged anger in your system, in your belief, in your beliefs. And so that's also a very interesting part of this exploration, you know, of being able to do it without the fear of creating more. Yeah. I just feel like we're being hugged. Mm-hmm. Like we're finally, we're finally being hugged. Yeah. After we've been beaten and smacked around and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And, you know, the, 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 the experiences have all led to this place for us, each one of us individually to, to take this next leap of faith into the unknown of what is possible in my life, you know, it's, and it's like, we could bring it back to the physical health, right? We know we want to run a marathon. So what are all the things we put in place to allow ourselves to do that? Well, we acknowledge I need fuel. And we acknowledge that I need to have rest days and, you know, different types of workouts so that my body is in wholeness. 
you know, and it's in the acknowledgement of those things that set us up for potentially our healthiest mm-hmm. place to be at that start line. And that's what this is. It's a very similar invitation. It's like, okay, here's all the things you need to have in your awareness so that you are ready for that thousand pound snake, that big dream, the next, you know, evolutionary soul experience that's here for you. I can't remember if we covered this before, but what if you don't know what that big dream is? You don't need to know. Yeah. You don't need to know. You just, that the, the, it's the trusting that more is coming. That, that the things, you know, we've all, we all have in our whole, like our whole lives, we put these longings and desires out into the energy. I really want this in my life. I want to feel like this. I want to have these experiences. Those are the big dreams that are coming. We don't know how they'll look, you know, but we've already placed the order for lack of better words in the way that our desires have, have created the energetic manifestation. Now we want to be in the best health to start to see those things coming to light in the physical. Mm. And they're here for us always. Mm-hmm. Well, there's one more piece that's coming up for me. So I've been in a place the last few, I don't know, time, I guess it's the last few weeks of seeing all the not this is. I don't know what I want. I mean, I'm a non-specific manifester. Mm-hmm. Truth is, I'm never really going to know what I want. I know how I want to feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But we're never going to be like, I want a purple unicorn. Yeah. Instead, but I'm saying, I don't know what I want, but not this. Mm-hmm. Or maybe like this, but not this, but just not this. Mm-hmm. Where does that go with all of that? Is that just still getting us ready for the the yeah. opening of that gate, the receiving of all the magic? Yeah. And I think I, I, I like I like the sorting and sifting process that you're sharing. One of the things that came to me over the last couple of days with, was this idea that instead of saying not this, I, I've been using the, this came through me and I really love it is this is not a vibrational match to how I'm feeling or what I'm desiring or what I'm longing for. So it's not a pushing against from the standpoint of like, not this, not this, not this. It's like, does this vibrationally match with what I'm feeling? Oh no, it doesn't. Okay. So next, is this a vibrational match? Hmm. This is a more vibrational match. I'm going to play with this a little bit. You know, is this a vibrational match? Oh no, this isn't a vibrational match. It just feels like a little bit of a different energy. Um, in that now it's, it's, I'm trying, I'm like asking for a better way to explain it, but it's almost like the, it becomes then our tasting process, you know, like, "Mm, do I like beet salad? Mm, That's not a vibrational match. That's not a vibrational match for me. Yeah. Not a vibrational (laughs) match, you know, "Mm, you know, how about cheese? Well, I know that dairy doesn't resonate with my body. So not a vibrational match. But it then, but but we tend to then not make something bad or good, and it's just simply 
energy. Is this an energetic resonance to me? Hmm, doesn't really feel that way. Oh, this really feels that way. Hmm, this is kind of neutral. So I'm going to, you know, maybe hold on to this and, you know, try test it again later. You know, it's that sorting and sifting that I think is really powerful as part of all of this, right? Because it allows us to come into that contact. That resonates so deeply. There's this, I don't know if I've talked about this on the podcast before. There's this free newspaper that gets delivered to everyone in our neighborhood. It's, so we stopped getting it. Like it, it, they skip our driveway and we've always been like, well, we're not a vibrational match. The first time we've gotten it in like the last two years was just a few days before Makai left. Mm-hmm. And we were like, oh, well, of course. And then we had this realization, oh my goodness, is this the way we've been feeling the last few days? Is this how everyone else feels all the time? Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. So then we didn't get it. And then we got it last week. And Pete, the shaman, my husband, he will deny it. But really, <laughs> his wisdom is so deep. He was like, Nah, this is just like, it's not trying to get in us. It's just a like, hey, this isn't a vibrational match. It can just kind of like pass through you. And that's exactly what it felt like. Oh yeah, this was in our driveway. Plastic bag goes in the garbage. Actual newspaper goes straight in the recycling. Yeah. Yeah. And so it is. Yeah. Sorting and sifting. Mm -hmm. But I think too, that's really, it's really beautiful because that's the awareness in action. Right. It's like, okay, I see what resonates with me. What's a vibrational match. This is where we get a little confused as humans is that we tend to think that when we've got something clear, we understand it, that then those experiences just stop, but that's not necessarily the case, right? It might be that that same archetype person shows up over and over, even though you recognize them, but now you say, oh, this archetype isn't in vibrational match to me, you know? And so then it just, it takes, it diffuses it Mm. instead of this, like, oh my God, why is this person showing up again? Or why is this newspaper showing up again? What haven't I learned? What haven't I healed? It's like, no, I see it. I know what it is. I'm claiming it. I'm calling it by name. And then it goes in the recyclable because it doesn't need to be here. So we get to claim and call trauma by name and it it just releases. And the same with, oh, that's not a vibrational match. We release it, even if we're doing it over and over and over again. Yeah. And likely we will be, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, and I, I, I think of it as practice. I think of it as getting clearer. I think about it is recommitting to the knowing that, you know, it's not my story. It's not my vibrational match. And, and the more we do it, the more we get ex- opportunities to sort and sift, mm-hmm. you know? Okay, I was doing it with this newspaper and now all of a sudden this is showing up. Oh, that's not my vibrational match either. And then it's like, ooh, this is showing up. That's not my vibrational match either. And then this shows up and it's like, ooh, that's my vibrational mm-hmm. match, you know? And, and I, I, there's something that's just really delicious about that, you know, opportunity. Yeah. I love that you just use the word delicious. And I love that you use the beet salad example earlier, because I was just 
thinking, all right, it's just, it's not my flavor. Yeah. That's not my flavor. And that's okay. And it can be like, I can love beet salad Mm -hmm. and that doesn't make my love of beet salad or your dislike of beet salad right or wrong. It's just, it's our, it's, it's what's a vibrational match to us. Mm -hmm. Each one of us individually, you know, it's like really, gosh, it just feels like this big, like you said, it's like arms open hug. Like, come here, baby. Come here. You got this. Come here. You know, we are on the, we are on the cusp of each one of us, a deeper understanding of ourselves. If we choose to just shift and reframe a little bit from the patterning that we've carried with us all this time, Mm. you know, it's just, Mm -mm. I don't have words. (laughs) So that's really saying our trauma and really saying, can you hear that thunder? I can. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And releasing that the ancestral trauma that has been in our bodies. We don't need to carry it. We don't need to carry it through the streets. We don't need to drag it behind us. No, not at all. Not at all. And, and in ways it just makes the journey that much more challenging because we're carrying extra weight around with us that we don't, that isn't serving us. You know, there's this belief system in so many that if you, if you um, don't keep bringing the story forward, that somehow you're dishonoring it. You know, that we walk around this planet, many of us, some of us, with the red badge of courage, the red badge of, I'm a survivor. I survived this trauma. And the greater consciousness says that, unfortunately, that actually is just a re-traumatization. Because what we do is we continue to renew the subscription to this old story that keeps us stuck in an, in an old place that isn't even who we are because we've we've evolved just by nature of being in this experience beyond it but yet we keep going back into that space and back into that space because we're because we're you know thinking that there's some big profound need to continue to tell the story and that's why they're when they're saying that the 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 invitation here is to simply claim the experience the emotion without having to go back into the old stories. It's like, we need to end that subscription, cut it Mm. off. Doesn't need to be there anymore. I'm hearing there's something to it about the human desire to constantly label ourselves, Mm -hmm. label ourselves as a trauma to name ourselves based on our past experience, our past traumatic experience. Yeah. It all feels like an invitation to be here now and look at what's exactly in front of us. We only need to look like a foot in front of us. No need to look like 10 feet ahead. Well, and it doesn't matter because 10 feet ahead is the story that we create. Mm -hmm. It's not even, we don't know until we get there how things are going to unfold and the magical ways that things align. And so all we tend to do, and this is, I, you know, our very robust 
human brain mechanisms, right? These mechanical, you know, systems that we have, which are, it's powerful. And yet it, it tends to want to write the end of the chapter. And then when we are walking the path, we kind of keep this myopic view of the, what the chapter is supposed to end like. And then, you know, it's like, then it's, we're just re, you know, recreating these traumatic experiences by looking so far down the road mm-hmm. or creating new traumatic experiences even. So yeah, be here now. What's the, what's the five things, you know, that you can look around you and have a d- appreciation for? Oh yeah, my chair is pretty comfortable. My coffee, even though we've been talking for a while, is still warm, which makes me feel good. You know, I'm wearing my favorite sweatshirt that says saltwater heals everything because it does. Like it's that, you know, it's that ability to recognize and appreciate these things that brings you into the moment. Yeah. You know, and that's all we really have. It is all we really have. Yeah. And that's a message I've been getting from Makai a lot in the last couple days as I try my human brain tries to play with what's next Hmm. he said mom why are you trying to skip ahead yep yep well the juice is right here it's right here in this moment yeah yep Yep. it's very it's very sacred like we are on these very very sacred journeys Mm mm-hmm this coming, you know, coming together of our human and soul experience and the, and the deepening of this understanding for each one of us, even if we don't quite consciously understand what's happening or how to get there, it's, it's not a doing, right? It's not, it's just happening. It's happening, you know, and when, when we are ready, it, it becomes more and more accessible and more and more aha moments come to be and i think that's what's so delicious about it so powerful so powerful thank you once again for sharing your wisdom and the wisdom of the greater consciousness Mm, i love you amy white i love you too this is one of the things i look forward to every month me too. And so does my audience. I always hear so many comments. I got so many comments about riding a bike on the ocean. <laughs> Last month, so many people were like, yes. I love that. I love that. I feel your audience, you know, and I resonate so deeply with them. Mm-hmm. So it's what keeps me coming back. You know, I, you know. I mean, this is a great conversation between you and I, but you know, it's, it's so, it feels like we're sitting in a, in a circle of, you know, friends. No, that, I feel it too. I yeah. feel like we're all, we're all here together. Yeah. It's really powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, will you please remind us where people can find you so they can book one-on-one sessions with you? Absolutely. It's uh, the easiest way is at amywhite.co, my website, and all the information is there and all the connections to all the things, to all my social platforms my YouTube channel and events. Gosh, there's so much up there. Yeah. Check it out, y'all. It's cool. I just actually went through a little bit of a rebranding a couple months ago and I'm loving 
the site myself. It's beautiful. And those photos, Amy, I love so them. Good. I adore them. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much. Mm. Mm. <laughs> My heart is so full. Can't wait to do this again next month. Yes. Next month. <laughs> I hope that conversation brought you all the wisdom you were looking for. And I hope you felt the massive waves of love and magic from Amy and Quinn and Makai and me. We love you so much. And remember, listening to these podcasts can be a super helpful part of your healing journey, of your journey of personal development. And working one-on-one with someone like Amy and someone like me can take will take your journey of growth to a whole nother level. If you are ready for that, please head over to our websites, amywhite.co and kelseyabbott.com and book a one-on-one session with one of us. Shout out to us on social media, even though I don't play there, still spread the word about our work leave a review on the podcast, head over to our website. If you're not on our email list, please get on there. These are the things you can do to support us. And we really appreciate it. Thank you so much. I love you. It is a pleasure and an honor to rise with you. Go forth and be awesome.